Hi, this is episode 90 of Two Teachers Talking, with Tony Silva and Charles Wiz. Two Teachers Talking is a monthly podcast where Tony and Charles get together to discuss anything and everything about teaching English in Japan. Today they will be talking about the various writing tools they use, including dictation and of course text-to-speech. So, Charles, I guess we're talking about writing tools. <laughs> Was that a writing tool? Well, yeah, I guess it is, right? I mean, it's time, things are changing, text. right? Because um, I know some some people do quite a bit of their quote-unquote writing by dictation. I know somebody um, who writes all their papers using Dragon Voice, the dictation yeah, software. They're yeah, a Windows yeah. person, I think. Yeah, and, and Dra Dragon is was available for the Mac, too, but it's very expensive. It's really, really expensive, but it was really and, good once you got used to it. And the technology is advanced so that the, actually the built-in stuff is actually workable, as you just heard. Well, yes. that, was, that wasn't dictation. That was like actually text-to-speech. That was the opposite. That was going that in was the, the opposite, opposite direction. Yeah. That was but anyway, that's, that's the gamut, right? So you've got, at the one end, you've got like technology like that that can either take um, your writing and speak it to you, which is invaluable for when you're editing your papers, uh -huh. Oh Jesus! Is, is it because you you pick up stuff that you never would get by looking at that same page over and over and over again, and uh, dictation itself and the technology as I as I said already the tech the technology there has gotten really very good. It's well, mm, let me rephrase that. It's really improved a lot. <laughs> Why don't you edit that statement a little bit? It's really improved a lot. I wouldn't say that it's great yet. Otherwise, I'd be using it all the time. But it really has improved a lot. It, I don't know. Is this interesting? Is this an interesting topic? Let's just go with it. All right. <laughs> but wait, anyway, wait, wait. Are you asking me, or are you just is that a rhetorical question right now? It was a rhetorical question, but then why don't you answer it? it? No, well, you can answer if you like. Well, well, <laughs> I need to write this out and get my notes together. Okay. It's it's the the thing that most people use their computers for other than for surfing and web stuff, is going to be writing. I guess email. that's a really good point, yeah. Let's face it. That's yeah. why That's why everybody has a keyboard. So still, It's still kind of a typewriter for most people, huh? And I think for a lot of people, a computer really is a basic... Especially older a, It's a word like processor. Us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a fancy... I really program. wonder how many people really actually need a computer and... Think about it. It's it's most for most people the apps that they're using are email, an email app, Word, and Excel, and browsing. Yeah, but if you think if we take out that kind of stuff, which right. I think most people now are doing that on their phones, actually, when we think about a computer, I'm going to guess that most people, and especially teachers, right? And if you're a teacher and you're not using a spreadsheet, wow. <laughs> no. That's, Though, if they're not using this spreadsheet, they're not listening to this podcast. That's right? really so. true. If we had any listeners who were not using spreadsheets. We haven't converted them by now. Anyway. Good point. Okay. So most of the time, I think that's what people are doing. And the basic use for, the, for a lot of people for the computer is writing. Um, and that's what we're trying to figure out is, you know, what, how do we use the computer for writing? But I think you and I tend to do, what, average amount of writing for teachers? Um, maybe me less now. Okay, but you I, used I to do a lot of writing, writing right? Anymore. I used to do more. I used to do books. I used to do a lot of papers. Mm, I've moved on. <laughs> You've evolved. <laughs> to another stage in my career. <laughs> You've evolved. I've evolved. No, I haven't evolved. I've just moved stage. on. <laughs> I have not evolved. But anyway, I've moved on. But um, it's, a, it's, it's a wide spectrum, right? You go from like the, the, the short memo that you need to remember something versus, you know, a, a thesis a dissertation, um, a, a long, serious paper, and all kinds of stuff that goes in between, right? And, um, well, with the intro, we've got, like, the, you know, the uh, text-to-speech and dictation, which you've talked about already. But, you know, at the other end of the tech spectrum, we've got, yeah, um, you got a pen and a piece of paper in your pocket. Um, mm. And that's, those are valuable tools. <laughs> um, there is nothing more useful than having something that you write, whether it's a, a folded up piece of paper or whether it's a, a small notebook that you have in your pocket or on your desk or in your, your briefcase or something with a pen at the ready because um, mm, uh, ours is a 
complex job. There's all kinds of things going on at the same time. And if you want to do it well, uh, you've got to have some method, some reliable method of like writing stuff down or getting stuff down or some memory method because there's so much that happens and so much that's happening simultaneously that unless you've got some way of recording that, it's going to get lost. And that's a really good point, I think. So let's start off by saying that there is different aspects to the writing tools that we would use. Absolutely, right. Absolutely. And this is the real primary thing. This is the real major point, I think, which is getting stuff out of your head, which is the whole David Allen getting things done argument. Right, right. Getting things out of your head and somewhere where you can then later access it. And there's, you know, it's it's an interesting set of ideas he has uh, that... uh, if you get things out of your head, then there's less stress. But then there's a problem of finding it later, which right. I think we need to really talk about. But so let's just start with that, Tony. How do you write stuff down? Because sometimes I'll just um, grab, grab, you know, if I don't, in, <laughs> in a situation, I just get my pen and I write on my, my palm. Mm. You know, I'll take notes on my hand. Sometimes I have to do that. But what do you do usually? That's think, a worthwhile system. I I have a I have a, a tiny except if you if you're one of those people like me who washes their hands frequently, <laughs> and then you kind of go, oh no, well, where you did get, the note you go? Yeah, you, you, you got to transfer it before you wash your hands. But um, yeah, so that's why I don't do it on my I do it on my hands because yeah, I'd, I'd wash it and it'd be gone. But uh, I try to keep a notebook within reach at all times. Uh, the thing there, of course, you have to remember to look at the notebook again. Uh, depending on what it is, I will either do that. I mean, I'll have like, and, I, and at busy times, I'll, I'll supplement that with like an actual, like a, an additional piece of paper because this is okay. This is today. I know there's going to be a lot. It's going to be transitory. And it just is like, I just want to get it down so I don't forget it. Uh, but I will also, um, recently in the last year, kind of, I will talk to my phone. I will tell Siri to make a reminder to do X, Y, or Z. And uh, mm. then then deal with it at that point later on. So if I'm at the opposite end of the classroom and I don't have the, the piece of paper or the, the notebook with me, I may actually talk into my phone. Or if I'm on the train, I might even talk to my phone. Or on a train mm. platform, I'll talk to my phone. You just talk to your phone. Well, no, I'm not. I'm not. A, I'm not. A, I'm not. I don't talk to machines generally, but I will sometimes. If, okay. if, the, if it's the easiest, if it's the easiest tool at hand, that's what I'll do. But I'm not. I, I'm not like like uh, some, like some, a lot of people that I know. I'm not a dictator, and I don't I don't like talking to my machines. That was That's, an interesting uh, interesting double entendre there. Yeah. <laughs> not a double entendre, but you know, I'm not a dictator. Okay, <laughs> I think it's a really a matter of finding the right tool and not being committed just to one tool as well. I mean, I know people who say, "No, I have to just do it this way," and you know, if they don't have the notebook handy, what they they won't put take the note. They won't use an alternative form. Mm. And I'm pretty agnostic at that. I think kind of like you are. You know, whatever tools available right now, that's available to me. I'm going to use. But this is where I find the phone really great. An iPhone or a smartphone, just I can tap a note really quickly, and not an extensive note, but I can do that. So. Do you students, how do you students feel when you start talking into the phone? Do they even notice? No. Okay. <laughs> they're asleep. <laughs> they're asleep anyhow. So no, they're, they're actually, they're, you know, they're phone centric, right? They are pretty fluent with use of their phones. And um, yeah, they're always taking pictures of, the, of, of stuff that's on the board. Um, I don't see that many of them talking into them, but they're, they're, their lives are pretty phone centric. So they don't bat an eye. Yeah, I, as I've mentioned before, I have them keep their phones on their desks and they say, take notes with your phone. It's just, it's a useful thing. So you're taking notes with your phone sometimes. What? And we're both iPhone users, although I, I did kind of change over my to a SIM-free system and I have this Android phone and I'm kind of just using it as a router. But I'm proof that whatever system you start with is pretty much the system you'll stay with. But anyway, that's that's a segue if that's going nowhere. But um, what apps are you using for taking notes? I have settled on for notes, and this is on um, 
both iOS and the Mac. On the bear. On the bear. On bear. And uh, I, I went back and forth between bear and notes, and my my requirements were like uh, instantaneous, seamless syncing between like the Mac and iOS and the cloud. Um, just being able to do that. And Bear got the nod just because it's just a little bit prettier. That's it. Notes was fine. And uh, as a built-in app, it's it's just fine. And uh, the one thing that um, Notes has an advantage over is if, we, if, if you're big on dictation, that you can like use Siri to create a new note, et cetera, et cetera. Um, when I use Siri, I use it to create a new to-do, which is uh, the other part of this, right? So it's a, rather than make just like just a note, I can make a to-do, and uh, that, that's reminders is what I use now. I was using um, Todoist for a while, uh, went back to um, just the default uh, reminders on the Mac because it's very dictation-friendly. So I can say, remind me tomorrow morning, you know, you know, hey, dingus, remind me tomorrow morning at 9 o'clock to check to see if Hideki is in class or not. And something like that, a special type of thing. And it does it automatically. And you get a little reminder comes up, bingo, it's great. I was using Bear for a while. And you're right, it's a really pretty app. And it's on iOS, it works, uh, so it works on iPads and iPhones, and it also works on the Mac. It's a universal app, which is nice, and it's a right. subscription. What, yep. $13 a year? I don't remember, but it's, yeah, it's not expensive. It's, it's a, actually, it's like $1 a month, which puts it in the best kind of subscription service imaginable. But I was having sync problems. You're not having any sync problems? No, no. See, it's me, it's me. I should be in consumer testing. <laughs> I, I was using it. And I really liked it, and I liked the fact that it would just, I could pick up any of my devices and move seamlessly between them. Because I like, I'm like you, I need to write things down right away, otherwise I forget them. And um, I was having sync problems. And I, so, had, I had one small hiccup early on, but I know what, what caused it. And it was when, you know, I was, I was in a dead area and it, I, I had a conflict, and I, I know how it happened. But I've only had the one early on, so it, it hasn't been a problem. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But notes, if, if you're if you're using Mac and if you're using iOS, the the, the basic notes program, it's just will work bulletproof, well. bulletproof. Yes. So that's one. The one I tend to use the most is Drafts, which is an iOS based note taking app. Which is great, except it doesn't sync with the Mac. Uh, you can get I it love to, Drafts. I, I know, love but drafts. you can, yeah, you can, you can, you can, but you have to. You don't. There's no Mac version of it. Hmm. Yeah, and let's just talk. drafts is um what Agile Tortoise, I think is the name of the. Company. I believe so. Yeah. And oh, what a great app! Yes, um, it's a really powerful. How, app. I, I, it's really powerful because what it does it comes with all these what I guess for lack of a better term export features. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's a bare bones just note landing page. You just open it up and you write down whatever, and then with whatever you've written down or dictated. Um, you, you decide what you want to do it. with it. You send it anywhere. Right. This is a great thing. So um, I write, that's where I write my emails from. Because mm -hmm. what happens is I don't even, sometimes, so here's the idea, and the, it was described to me, and it's pretty interesting, is that usually what happens is you'll get an idea or something, and then you think, oh, wait, is it a note? Is it an email? Is it um, a chat message, right? Is this more of a long-form thing? What is it, right? And then you have to decide on the app. Well, what happens with drafts is you just start writing, you write your thing, and after you've written, you decide on what app it's appropriate for. And it has it's perfect that way, and it's just so powerful. Yeah, do I um, want to email this now? Do you want to, do I want to make this like a reminder? Is it an email? Is it a chat? Is it a reminder? Hold on to this. Is it, oh, yeah. Send this to this other application for editing later on, something like that. It's a, it's a very cool application. Very, yes. very cool. Right. I like it Very a lot. powerful, and it's Markdown. Which um, we've talked before which you about like, yeah. Markdown, yeah. which I like. I don't important think important really... for you. I don't yeah. use. I don't actually use not more than important. It's it's required. Essential. Now. It's yeah. just I, I won't I won't um, buy a writing app or I won't work with a writing app if it doesn't do um, Markdown. And that's the thing with Bear and Notes. Like like Notes does not support Markdown, but Bear does. Mm -hmm. 
Can you do the same thing with Bear? What's about the export capabilities of Bear? I think it's pretty good also, right? But not I, quite at drafts level. Not not like drafts. Not as good as drafts. You can do a lot with it, but you can't do as much as you can with drafts. And draft is so much more customizable. Mm. You can add so much onto it. Right. So it, I think if someone's working on their iPad or their phone, then I would strongly, and that was that's their main workspace for and for writing and taking notes and writing emails. I'd strongly suggest drafts, and you can get it to work with. Um, your Mac, but then you have to use Dropbox and use a text file there, and then you have to use a different app, though. And, and the thing, the thing with right. with all these things right now, it's like you really kind of have to. It's not just it's you know you, if you're not going to get one application that's going to do everything for you, you're going to have to say it ain't look so, at a, bu <laughs> a bunch of different things, and you got to do the hard work, and you got to work out a, the system that works for you. Uh, one isn't going to do it. You're gonna, you're gonna, it's like for drafts, right? That's a great starting point, but you got to have things that it can bounce to. Um, and so, for example, me, um, yeah, if I'm on the, I don't know why it is, but when I'm always going on the plane, I always go to drafts. Um, but um, for short-term things with a phone or an iPad, I'll go to either drafts or um, bear. Or substitute notes. If it, it, they're they're basically the same thing, um, but those are short-term parking spots. Um, Whatever is on those notes is either going to get deleted or it's going to get copied and, and incorporated into something else. That's short-term. That that those are those are actionable items. They're not going to live there for a long time. It's got to go somewhere else. Uh, whether it's an email message or a word processing document or 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 whatever you've gotten depends. And again, everyone's going to have a different flow. Um, but those are my first stops. Um, bear slash notes drafts. So the important point here is I think many people will go to Word for their note taking. I've seen students do this and I've seen a lot of people do this. And I want to go. No, 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 no! Don't do that. But, don't. but, 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 but uh, you haven't mentioned, it and I haven't mentioned it. But um, as part of the the three sixty five subscription, it's there free. is a Microsoft application called Notes. OneNote, isn't it? Uh, OneNote or something. And people it's, have spoken very highly of it's that. It's not I've bad. Not, yeah, yeah, yeah. I it's haven't not used bad. it. I've looked at it, and I says, okay, I don't want to get. I don't want to become part of that system. But it looked pretty good. It's not bad. It's not bad. And so, for example, when you're putting together your own system, if you have that one note, and that's your that's your first stop, very very easy to go from there to like a word document that might be something long, or a spreadsheet, or or something else. Hmm. Again, yeah. it's something you got to work out for yourself. Yeah. The key here is 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 a workflow. Hmm. Right. And. That's where you really have to spend most of your time, so is to figure out. But it's kind of this interactive quest, for lack of a better term. Right. Is the tool will affect your workflow, and your workflow will affect your tool. But the basic idea, what we're trying to suggest, is you want to find one or one kind of tool, one app that's really good for just getting stuff out of your head into the machine, yeah. right? And again, that can just be a notebook, that can be a notepad. Um, it could be a dictation thing, but, you know, get something so that there's something that you can get your ideas out and you can come back to later and then decide where it goes. Because those are two separate steps. Yeah. And that's, it took me a long time to realize that, is that I can write stuff down and I can come back to it later in the day or in the morning and then decide where it goes. You got to put and, it in a bucket. Yeah, and one of the things that's really important is to remember is that a lot of these apps have tagging functions, mm. and I don't know how you feel about tagging, but I think tagging's a pain. I it's I, just a total I, I, pain. I have I, a very hard time. Getting but I do it. it yeah. I do it. I try. Do to you? Do it. Yeah, I, I can't. And, I can't. Um, it it's, just it's not time efficient for me. It just doesn't. It it, it comes it comes back to help me. It doesn't haunt me at all. You know, it's really nice to remember that I can tag something. Yeah, you can pay back on it, huh? I, 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 it, it, yes, yeah. The return on the investment is worth it, but it's like, you know, when you're really tired and you're taking a note and you're thinking, ah, do I want to tag this or not? Um, I use an um, an app. I don't know. We'll t 
whether it fits into writing tools, uh, what's Devon Think or Devon Think? I forget how I think it's. Oh, Devin that's a whole Think. system, huh? That's a whole system. But there, for example, tagging is just really powerful and it's really useful because I have, you know, 2,000, 3,000 files in there. Mm. And that's where everything goes. That's where all my notes go, um, all my references, websites, articles, everything. So tagging really makes a difference there. You know, if you really want, but it also has really great search function. But just if you can tag, if you have the time to tag, I'd suggest that it's somewhat worthwhile. So, do you, when you like, if you're going to do something like in, the, in your initial note taking, um, like in drafts, for example, and you're going to move something from drafts to uh, Devon Think, okay, do the tags survive? Um, Can you tag something in drafts and then have the drafts tag? has a way. Drafts has a way of um, handling those kinds of things. Um, so you if can you actually move it, it directly Devon into Devon it'll, Think, it'll, it'll keep and the it'll tag. Kind of. Well, what happens is with drafts, there's not a real tag function that I found yet. Okay. So what I do at the very top is I'll do like I, I change back and forth from either kind hash mark or mm -hmm. at at no even before um, right before the title and I'll put the tag there. So mm -hmm. for example. Um, I'll do something um, like at, at and then write um, idea for assignment, assignment ideas, okay. something like that. And then I just have to search for, you know, that specific tag. Yeah, but I can really, never remember what my tags are. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what's really great, though, is when you, you use something like Devon Think, you know, mm. you start typing and the ta previous tags show up and you can find your tags. You. Um, I was going to say um, that there's a... What is it called? It's a Markdown writing tool, MV Alt. Okay. Have you ever used that? Uh, yes. That's the one where you you start typing in the title bar or it's a, the search it's bar. Based on, it's based on a, a really cool, the NV comes notational velocity. Velocity, right? Notational which velocity, which is a which is a note taking thing, which is cross platform. It's like, almost like a web service, but it's got clients for almost everything. Yes. And then NV Alt is like the um. The Burt Tepstra, the, mark, the, the Markdown, yeah, the, the yeah. Burt Bur Tepstra, Terpstra, 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 They would allow the Markdown and the tagging and stuff. So, yes, but, I have played with that. But that's really great because you start typing in the field and it automatically starts searching for similarly titled things. So let's say you want to title a new entry. Once you start typing in, it also starts just looking for things. And so you can see what you've done before. And if it can't find anything similar, and then when you hit the return key, that becomes the title for the new item. So that really doesn't require tagging at all. Right. That's a nice, it's, I, I like that part, but I tend not to use it too much. I don't use it either, but it, it, it also is very powerful. And again, I would encourage people to explore this NV Alt because um, it and its, its, its parent notational velocity um, really good for note taking, but it also handles dictation and other stuff, re other kinds of input, really, really well too. That's a good point. Yeah, um, because it, it, you know, it, it, you know just, but just by chance, it didn't work for Charles. Didn't work for me. It doesn't mean it's not going to work for you. Those are both really good tools, um, and you know, NVAlt, um, notational velocity, and also at the oh, at the very, very basic, basic, basic end of things, Simple Note. Simple Note. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. it's great. It's, it's totally stupid. It's totally simple, and it works perfectly. And it works across everything, doesn't it? Yes, yes, yeah. And this is something I want to add, Tony. Is it sounds like it's a lot of work to try to play with these apps and find these apps, but this is what summer's for. <laughs> <laughs> but the point is that if you spend time finding an app, if you're somebody who wants to be organized on your computer, more efficient and more productive, then the time you spend playing around with these apps actually over time will reward you. Absolutely. And I'm going to segue into something else a little bit and some and something that just will reward you incredibly in terms of the amount of time. You know where I'm going with this one now is text expander. Now, moving ah. away from the text writing things, but I just want to use that as an example. So Text Expander is a app that allows you to create short codes for almost anything. And it even allows you to fill things in. It allows you to 
make pre-formatted comments. It allows you to have, um, like for example, you could you can create a message that works in an email and that there's actually spaces for grades and you can say, hello, um, the grade for your assignment is, and it has a drop-down menu that allows you to put a grade in, et cetera, et cetera, and you know, the assignment number. But it's such a time saver. So, and one of the things it has is the, it gives you information about how many keystrokes you've saved and yes. how much time you saved. Tony, I think you have that, don't you? We've I talked that about in, that before. Yeah. That <laughs> yes, one yes. time you, I you emailed everybody, I think, I right? use it extensively. And um, for one of my schools, I have 150 students. And for many of the weeks, each of them have like an assignment that they have to send to me by email. So my weekend consists of going through uh, 150, 160 emails from these students. And I respond to them, but I respond to them using a text expander. And... Um, Basically, I'll, I'll look at the assignment, and they get one of three canned responses. Like, everything is is good. Everything was kind of okay. It's like, this is really not acceptable. Uh, you really need to go back and look at this and this. But each of those responses is a 200-word uh, response. It says, you know, you do this and that. It's a more, more or less detail for each response. And because I opted for the, the subscription model each month, they send me, say, you've saved it. And I can't remember. Do you remember what it was? Was it 120 hours? 128 hours? It was a like huge amount of time. It was like, yeah, this month you've saved 128 hours by using by using these shortcuts and the time that it would have taken me to type the responses was 128 hours. That's like, that's like what, six days or something? Like it's not Five days. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. And it was like, whoa. Um, and yeah. If I was typing it out by hand, I wouldn't be <laughs> making these long responses, but th that's kind of not the point. The point is that I can, and I can do it with like four t four strokes on the keyboard. Right, right. Yeah, I used to send the um, homework. I would do the homework, and then I'd send an email back to the student, and I had it set up so that I clicked on their student number in the spreadsheet, which was would open up an email addressed to them with their email address. And then I just had to tab and then type it, you know, the short code for the subject, which would be, um, let's say oral communication three, Wednesday homework assignment four. And that would automatically, two keys, right? You know, right. like a semicolon and another key, and that would type in the title of the email on the subject line. And then I would just have to do the, you know, two more keys and that would, open up the whole explanation. And then I would just have to tab to go to the fill-in area, right? The drop-down menus. And I was done. And mm -hmm. I could easily knock off 30, you know, students for that one class, probably in about 10 minutes maximum. Hmm. Right? So text expanders, one of those things where it takes time to learn. You got to find it. You got to download it. You got to read it. Got to figure out how to handle the subscription model. But Wow. If anything is going to really save you time. Yeah. And it, and it, it, it changes all kinds. Of, I, actually, I use it. Um, you use it with your uh, note taking, right? I use it for my note taking. I use it for this podcast. Mm. When, right, when, 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 when the, the XML, XML right? file, yeah, there's an XML code that's all set up there. I, I type in the, the, the little code that comes up and it says, okay, what's the, what's the title? What's the description? What's the size? What's the time? Boom. And I don't have to do that big long um uh typing of the xml every month which is right crazy. and if you do your own websites and you're having to write some html for example it's great hmm. so for example on my website i want to put in um like a video i want to embed a youtube video or i want to embed a ted talk or something and i have to put in certain code to get it to work right to get formatted and it's, you know, it's the usual thing, bracket this, div, bracket, et cetera, et cetera. And you have to set all these parameters. But no, with text expander, I've got it set, three keys, boom, and it gets just fit. It's done. So actually, Tony, if I were going to say anything of value, <laughs> which would be a first time for me, is text expander, if you're a Mac user or an iOS user, text expander I is a... I think it's Windows too now. Is it? It might be Windows too, right? I think it is. Think okay, it is. Yeah, it's great stuff. So, anyways, yeah, it's, that's it's a, a great, great thing. Tool. It's a great thing to do. But the reason I mention it is, do not feel that it's a 
um, you're going to lose time. It's, it's just this big black hole of throwing time in to learn some new apps. Figuring out the best app for your note-taking, figuring out how to use Text Expander, um, for figuring out your workflow for getting your notes and for your writing, those things will just reward you immensely. And once it's a habit, it's automatic, and it's a great way to go. With text, you, yeah, as, as it would absolutely with text expander. Once you start using it, you'll you'll really find your own new ways of using it. Yeah. Any kind of canned responses, any kind of thing that you're typing more than once, whether it's like a sentence or a phrase, or it's like whether a whole page of text. Um, you know, students send you things. It's like, okay, it's received. It's like, hi, this right. is just a short note that I have received your assignment, but I haven't read it yet. I'll get to you back as soon as possible. Blah 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 blah. That's for me. That's five strokes slash right. r e c c d. That's it. Yeah. For example, for me, it's thank you for your message. There you go. Right, and that's um, two keys. Boom. As soon because I'm trying to, you know, I'm such a stickler for manners. I want to make sure my students remember. It's like, dear so and so. Boom. Thank you for your message. And then regards, Charles Wiz is another two keys. And we're going to try to hit these guys up for uh, for our freebie or two. So check the web page later okay. on. We, we might try to get one of those because they're highly highly recommended. And I'm just going to throw in another thing here. Text Expander is one of those apps that I put off buying for a long time because it's like I, I don't want to spend money on a text expanding app. It's the same thing with um, you use one password. Yes, sir. Okay, um, I'm just moving off, but I think you you know where I'm going with this is that one password is a password manager. And it costs something, I think, like $45 a year or something. I forget exactly what. The thing is, is that I really put off buying it because I thought, oh, who wants to? I don't want to pay for this. Uh, I don't want to buy this. But I wanted to be able to have some more security with my passwords, make better passwords. Once I started using it, it's like, my God, how did I ever get a, what, get by without using that? Absolutely. Right? And there Things are like, certain... You know, additional, just like not even passwords, but credit card information, secure notes. That's right. Um, identities. Ah, or the other thing is when you use um, two-step verification, Absolutely. recovery yeah. codes, oh. and everything gets safe. So Text Expander is one of, I think, two or only three apps that I never really wanted to buy. And it was just like, oh, it's like buying tires on your car. You know, it's something you really don't want to do. But once I have bought them, I just like, wow, these things are just, wow, how, you have to have this. You must have this. So Text Expander, once you start using it and it starts saving you time and you really start learning how to use it properly, uh, is just miraculous. Yeah, how, did I, how did I live without it? Yeah, I would be, it's, you know, when I have a new machine, what's first things that go on? That's a really good criteria for what you consider to be really important. And if... Uh, I get a new machine, text expander goes in, I think, like number two or three. Yeah. Right? One password also goes in. So what we're saying is that it's worth your while to kind of explore things. And all of these have, I think, one month's free trials. I think one password well, they all, they does. They all offer, right? I think, some kind yeah. of like basic trial period. Yeah. So, so text expander, though, that's a, that's a big yes, especially since we're talking about writing. So we've got kind of basic note-taking down. We've talked okay, about Okay, so next step, like maybe expander. planning? Planning, yeah, yeah. And I think I'm a real mind-mapping person, and you're not, correct? Depends on what it is. Ah, it depends the, on what the, kind of price because some Go some. For it. Some things, yeah, some things that have discrete parts and sections at the very beginning. Um, yeah, mind mapping, like uh, MindNode is, is that what it's called? MindNode? Is, is that the uh, one you go with? That's the one, that, that, that's the one that I use. And um, I'll use that a lot for when I'm doing like, like presentations either, whether, you know, for Jolt or for the, for the KMUG stuff or whatever it is. Um, building blocks and things like that i will i will use it definitely start with something like that i for myself i move pretty quickly from that to words but um but there are a lot of times when the uh, mind mapping tools uh are quite valuable mm. yeah i really like mind mapping and it's one of the things i push on my students a lot as a means of outlining. I use iThoughts, which is a uh, it's actually on Windows now also, I think. But iThoughts is uh, the one I use, and it's really powerful. 
and allows you to embed things. So for planning, I tend to do mind mapping. But interestingly enough, I was playing around with, there are these uh, productivity, what are they called? Um, kind of to-do productivity things like Trello. Yep. Yeah. Have you ever played with Trello? V uh, very yeah, little. A little, yeah. Because it so, its its value seems to be most like in the collaborative kind of yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. I, I I'm I'm a cowboy. I just work by myself. Right. Okay. So I, <laughs> I'm going to say there's going to be some revisionist histories that can find out that cowboys were com very collaborative. It's going to come <laughs> up, right? But I—that's interestingly enough. It's based on the Kaban system, but. I've used that for actually organizing papers, mm -hmm. but that's also a good way when you're working with students. If um, you have the student put their like their outline basically onto the um, into Trello, and then you guys can move it around, and you know you have introduction, yep. paragraph yep. one, paragraph two. It's a really nice thing tool for helping to organize. So, organizing traditionally has been done with outlining, I think, and I still cannot outline very comfortably on a machine. Can you? Yes. Wait. Yes, you can or no? Yes, you I can. can. Yes, oh, I you can. can. Yeah. So what I said I go very very quickly from that mind mapping thing to an outline. Yeah, that's mm. my normal mode of operation. So. Okay, so you'll do the mind map, and then how do you get it into the outline? Do you just reorganize it? Um, my note has it has an export to to RTF, and okay, depending on how complex it is, I'll either use that or else I'll just type it from scratch mm. if it's not if it's not that involved. Mm. Um, but usually when it's like um, a brand new kind of project, and I'm thinking like more like, like the K-Mug presentations that I do, uh, where I really have no pre-existing structure or idea what I'm going to do, uh, the mind mapping stuff is really, really important. That's most of the time, by the time I've decided to actually write like an academic paper, pretty much the outline's already there in my head. Mm. And so it doesn't help me. I, I just go right to the text. Okay. One of the nice things about iThoughts is that if you, here's Bert Tep's, Terpstra again, the guy who does Envy All, he made this app Marked, which is for using for Markdown. But what's really nice is that you can connect iThoughts to Marked and it gives you like a real-time outline view of your mind map, hmm. which is hmm. really nice. And so that kind of really helps me because then I can work in both Yeah, directions. my note does kind of very something similar. Yeah, it's a very nice thing. Outline so that, view or something like that. Right. You know, whatever okay. you've done. So you're, doing, you're working in the mind map, getting your ideas kind of arranged if you're visually that way. But then on the other hand, you can see the outline form. And I find that to be really useful and helpful mm, for me yeah. um, because I mean, I'm always bouncing. A lot of people. Yeah, I'm bouncing between the two. And so sometimes I'll see something in the outline and I'll modify it in the mind map or I'll do the mind map and then I get to see, ah, oh, wait, it would work better this way. So any kind of mind mapping tool that allows you to have a real time outline view is really, really helpful. And I would strongly suggest that. And iThoughts does that with Marked. Yeah, I think so, more and more of them are doing that now too. I mean, just the right. evolution of software and stuff is really, yeah. really good. Well, again, it's that hybrid thing, which is it's just one way is not the best. Right. Well, I think, and that's one of the real beauties of where um, the modern world is this realization that there is just no one way. And so I like that combination of an outline and a mind map, because I'll start off brainstorming right. with the mind map. Well, and a lot of this is combinations, right? So the other kind of a parallel before we go into the next stage of things, but kind of a parallel thing is like with the with this planning type of thing, for me, in between the actual notes, we talked about drafts or bear or notes, uh, um, Drafts, rather. Uh, those are that's all short term for stuff for me. But then I will, if if I know that I'm going to be keeping it for a while, if I'm not going to be referring to it again, but whether it's like a, a web page or an article, um, either for class or for myself, or whether it's an airplane ticket, or whether it's a rental car reservation, um, everything goes into Evernote. Yeah, we've talked about. You really and yeah, and that's my and that's my that's my interim thing, and and it's also my longer like interim like not not like note, but if I'm going to write something a little bit longer, um, very often I'll go into Evernote, or that's kind of like more day to day stuff. And again, parallel to that, um, if I know that it's going to be a project, and I know it's going to be like maybe going to be an academic paper, or for example, if it's like for the podcast, I go to Scrivener. 
Uh, oh boy, now we're jumping way ahead. Well, uh, not, not really ahead because it's because it, it's a different, it's a long form thing. But if you know from the beginning that's where it's going to be, then that's where it's going to go. So you got your notes, and then notes or drafts or whatever it is, and then you go to a second stage. Okay. And then, and so if it's going to be a paper, then maybe it's a it's a it's a mind mapping thing. Okay, but I want to just the reason I went uh oh is because we've just jumped in terms of the lo- the learning curve. And I just want to point that out. I mean, there's a real difference between... Well, Scrivener's, using... a, Scrivener's is, 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 a, is a big step. Evernote, right, not right. so much, but Scrivener's No, no, Evernote, sure. not so much. I was yeah. okay. I mean, I don't like Evernote, and I, I hate the thing about trying to get Evernote stuff out of Evernote, unless the app... Um, Bear, by the way, has a very nice import function for Evernote. Um, I just... Evernote just doesn't work for me. And it's, mm. Okay, and I know that there are people it does, but what I meant to say is that drafts, bare, notes, reminders, um, I um, I thoughts or MindNote or MeisterMind or MindMeister, all these different um, things, they don't have too bad of a learning curve. But now we're talking, you just really jumped into something Scrivener, which is you take you open it up and you will not know what to do with it. So that's why I just wanted to mention yep. that, Tony. Okay. That's a totally different. But since you mentioned it and brought it up, <laughs> sorry. These are no, it's okay. It's mm. fine. <laughs> I'm in. I'm in an accepting and forgiving mood today. <laughs> um, let's move into more long form writing things then. And I think what we're going to be looking at are what there's the traditional one, which is Word. Right. Yeah, and yeah, like the regular word processing things like Word. Um, on the Apple side, there's the you know the the built-in pages, um, and I'm kind of a contrarian here too. I use, I use mostly Nisus, and I'll uh, use Nisus yeah. because it's got for a couple of reasons. One, it's really fast and it's light compared to Word. Um, it has very good uh, tools for big pieces. Like if you're writing a book. Chaptering and that kind of stuff. Nice has got really a lot of good stuff. Um, but so I will use nice. Yeah. I would use Nices for like writing academic papers. I'll use it for um, maybe after hashing it out in Evernote. Um, but I'll for for example things like class materials. When you want to make something pretty, um, I find Nices and then Pages better than Word. To, uh, easier to make things look pretty if you're trying to make something nice for printing like on an a4 sheet of paper uh you're trying to make class materials for handouts or pdfs um i go to nices um pages is is also really hard to screw up word if you're used to it it's great but any of those um but you might just as easily instead of going to like a word processor depending on what it is that you're trying to organize you might go like right to a spreadsheet, Excel or numbers, because um, there's built-in tools for those things too that can, uh, for planning, uh, maybe those might be your next step. I don't know. It, depending on what you're doing, how you're working it, right? You're talking about a week-by-week thing, um, you could put a chart into a, into a Word document, for example, um, but you might be better off by going, doing it all in Excel and then taking that spreadsheet and then putting it into your word processing document, depending on what your ultimate goal mm. is going to be. Yeah, that's true. That's true. If you're doing that kind of stuff, then I think it makes sense to stay within the, the Microsoft office suite, right? If, if, you, if you're going to share with people and if, that's, and if that's what you're used to, right? So yeah, mm. if you're going to, like, for example, yes, um, if you're going to be submitting papers, probably they're going to want it in a word format. Um, I do lots of proofreading work. Um, most of the time that's, that's in word. So yeah, you, you, you gotta be familiar with world word and they, they, they all have great editing tools, whether it's one, you know, single author or multi-author and, and keeps track of change. You can track changes, um, who made the changes when it's so forth and so on. A lot of options for labeling different things. Um, but for, sh- when you're sharing with people, the reality is still that most of the world still is, uh, built around word and you're going to be in your, that, that Microsoft office wor- world for a bit. 
But, uh, but there's like in, export and in, 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 everything exports everything, to DocX yes, now. Yes, that's, that's, that's a wonderful thing of the age, right? It's like you can import it and export it to and from Word anytime, uh, whatever you want to do. Same thing with the spreadsheets. Numbers, opens Word, uh, Excel documents, exports to Excel. If that's your preference, and 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 vice versa, I think so. Mm. You can go back and forth effortlessly. Mm. But you were saying that you use Nicest for long form writing, if especially if you need chapters. Yeah, yeah. If I'm going to do and a book, Scrivener's gonna, good uh, like that too. Scrivener's Scrivener's, Scrivener's good, good like for it. a first step. Nicest is good for the second step. So, both all of these Nicest pages and Word, and you these are by these the are and and you'll see are good for final product. Oh, that's interesting. I use Ulysses pretty much all the way through. All the way point. through. And so like Scrivener would be like for the actual creation. And then when you actually need to make it pretty or presentable or shareable, then you move it to something else. But mm. for the actual creation tools, Scrivener, I, I like Scrivener for that. Hmm. Yes, yeah, I, I have Scrivener and I used it. Um, and it has, what it, it has a lot of different functions. Very, very powerful piece of um, software. Um, really made for writers. It's originally, I think, made for fiction writers. Mm. And um, just recently... And drama uh, and screenplays and that kind of crap. Yeah, yeah. And it has just an incredible amount of formats and that'll set things up for you. But what I really love about it is that corkboard function. Yeah. It actually ha um, has... <laughs> it'll create like a corkboard. And yeah. You can put little like, like index little cards in on. And move them around. And it, you can move that into a regular note-taking thing. It's now it's got, it and ways. now it's now it's got a built-in concordance, really with word frequency. Yeah. Ah, that's nice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. A lot of good stuff. Yeah, it's but it's that's something you're going to sit down for like six, seven hours. It's going to require a commitment. It's going to require yeah. a commitment. You're going to open it up and you're going to go, huh? And very powerful. But if you're looking for a one app, can does everything in terms of keeping your notes, your research. Um, revisions, versioning, uh, everything, and you want it all in one place, I think Scrivener is pretty powerful that way. Um, I use Ulysses because it's more aesthetically pleasing for me and it uses a slightly different format. But the thing about these newer writing tools like Ulysses or Scrivener, and this is where Microsoft, I think, Office doesn't work is that it allows you to just work on separate units, right? You could just write a paragraph and that becomes its own independent sheet, for example, in Ulysses. And you can combine sheets, move the sheets around, reorder them, organize them, a lot easier than it is to do in Microsoft Word. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think that's a real important point because I don't write linearly. I don't start writing an introduction and my thinking's very haphazard so that um, I might write a little section here and then write another section and a, this kind of um with scrivener where it allows what is sheets in ulysses what's it called in scrivener um you know you what have, i'm talking you have you have binders and then you have you have uh, binders and pages right pages yeah right and what it these things can act independently and it's just it's everything is accessible in a sidebar which you can't really do with Microsoft Word. You can't. You could write, you know, make a different Microsoft Word document for each of your little sections or your paragraphs, but you're never going to be able to view them, click on them, move them around, combine them as easily as you could with Scrivener or Ulysses. Yeah, I think so like, like for the actual creation parts, I think you're looking at like uh, Ulysses, Scrivener, and maybe Nices. But then, as you get closer and closer to actual product and publication or sharing. You, you somehow move it to Word or Pages yes. or Nicest, yeah, right? right? Those, those are those the traditional Word processors are for the yeah. close to the final product. But the creation tools, these other other apps offer a whole lot that make your job a little bit easier. Right. And so what happens is Microsoft Word or Pages or something becomes the finish, the layout manager more than yeah, anything else. Yeah. Right. And one of the things that's it took me a long time to understand is when you're writing, you don't want to be worried about layout. Hmm. And I find that that's what would happen. I'd be with Microsoft Word and I'd be figuring out what, you know, um, you know, what heading do I want or the font or et cetera, et cetera. Um, and what kind of formatting. Now you just want to write yeah. and do the yeah, formatting it's misplaced later. focus, yeah. Yes, exactly. And I, this is maybe a good time to mention too that there are people who argue that you should save all your files as TXT files, .txt files for future proofing. 
and I'm one of those people I've started doing that all my writing now is kept as a text file and the reason for that is that the computer itself, right, the operating system is written on text files so that no matter what happens in the future, we'll probably be able to always open a text file. Um, different systems can open text files because um, I think Nicest Writer has incredible backward compatibility, right, Tony? And and Nicest Writer, yeah, yes, it does. But you can also open let, let me works, make, right? let me, yeah, let me make, make an argument for RTF. Okay. The RTF format because... Basically, RTF format is a text file with stuff on top. Some so formatting, though, yeah. Right. So even if the art, even if the um, styles and you know the bolds, italics, and all those other stuff go go away, underneath the RTF file is still a, basically a text file. So that's still openable and readable. Right. Though you lose the formatting. So, right. uh, but your actual argument about the value of that forward compatibility is very very real as a lot of people got burned in the past oh. with you know word perfect files and and uh, claris apple, works, claris works or, apple works stuff i you know i i have i don't know how many files for, especially for those of us who have been working for a long time yeah. with computers you know from the 1980s um stuff i can't open yeah right i mean i'd have to pay for some special archaeological <laughs> application that has some hmm. magic powers and you know the open sesame thing but I understand what you mean by RTF and the flip side, the other way to go about this is that you can still get your basic formatting if you use Markdown in a text file. Mm -hmm. And I've yep. talked about Markdown before, which is it's just a simple using simple symbols to indicate formatting. It's still human readable. It doesn't get in the way too much. Very useful if you're writing on the web and everything still stays in a text file, but strongly suggest that don't save your your full files as Microsoft, you know, Word docs, docx, or um, you know, any other special kind of format. Stick with either text or RTF. I think RTF's reasonably safe. I think RTF is reasonably safe. And let me also say that like Microsoft has done a much better job than Apple has in keeping their old formats readable today. I think you can take I think you can take like a Microsoft Word document from the early '90s and open it up in in the current version of Word. Actually, you know, surprisingly, Microsoft has become the more open platform. Interesting. Also, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. They're very very open. I think that they're actually using Linux now and allowing Linux <laughs> things to work together. And um, but yes, Microsoft it has been pretty good about that. Apple's backward compatibility is very poor. They'll just shut things down and you're just, you know, I mean, especially like backward compatibility with all the old OSs. Yeah. Right. They won't even support them. So, yep. okay. But that's a different subject. So we've covered some of the long form things. What about um, Google Docs, editing, et cetera, et cetera? You know, collaborative writing. I think it's really Google Docs is still the, the big player, right? Yeah, I think so. Um, they are pretty much at the top of the heap. I think if you want to do that type of thing, I know Apple has made some like motions in this direction recently. It's great if everybody else is is on Macs, um, but um, I think yeah, you can't. I think anybody who's doing any kind of large scale collaborative work is just automatically going to to Google, right? And it's. Students are familiar with it, so it's a really pretty good mm -hmm. way to go. Mm -hmm. um, you can change things into Microsoft Word documents and things. Yeah. Yeah, the writing apps are there. So editing, um, if I'm going to do editing, I think, I, I've never been able to really get behind the track changes editing function in Word. I've, Whereas, well, I've, I've had to just because of the work, right? Right, you have no choice, stuff, but yeah. I'm, I'm just saying it's not something I really prefer. I find it difficult to, especially once you have four or five collaborators collaborators right you know it's like mm -hmm, wh wh mm -hmm. who's coming where's it going google docs handles that a lot better as well as the communication thing there's another app called quip but you have to pay for that that's not too bad um this but there's just a lot but in terms of editing i'd say that if i'm working by myself i can handle microsoft word but if i'm working and collaborating on a document then i think it has to be google docs for the editing now what about these pseudo editing apps and I'm thinking that are kind of assistive apps for lack of a better term and I'm thinking of something like Grammarly and Grammarly Hollywood. yeah I was, I was hoping yeah. that's where you were going yeah yeah, yeah well, I don't know um 
I have Grammarly, Grammarly plugins on my, on my browsers, but I don't rely heavily on it because it kind of requires you to write in the browser, which I almost never do. And it seems okay. Yeah, Grammarly basically is a grammar checker. Yeah, it's a plugin for your browser. And, it, and you, when you're in your browser and you're writing, it will check whatever you're hammering out. And it's like if you misspell a word, it'll fix it for you. And uh, it'll check your grammar, too. Better than the grammar checker in Microsoft Word. Hmm. Yes. And then there's Hemingway, which is something you can write in it or you can paste your text into it. And that's really nice because what it's trying to do is it's trying to get your writing to be as clear as possible. So it points out when you're using adverbs. It points out passive voice. It gives you a reading scale about how complicated your sentences are. It points out... Um, it'll highlight sentences that are overly long or overly complex. Um, and it's really I, a useful tool. You just got to remember Hemingway? that it's there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, Hemingway is... I keep forgetting about it. <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's, a, a, it's a great tool. I, I just can't remember to use it. You know, Tony... I Hemingway, should use it whenever I, like, when I'm making like these reading tests and things. Why don't I use it? It's like, smack myself in the head. I use it, um, I use it for like my website because my website is for non-native speakers. Okay. Right, but where it really happens, the first day of every writing class, I get my students have to like bookmark that because yeah. it's just such a good tool, and um, you know I, we can leave it for a later um, podcast about whether that might know, be worth tools. a whole podcast by itself. I, I think it I'm really. Actually, well, I'm writing it down on a piece of paper. Well, you and I have talked about this, right? You I, know, know, I know. I know about machine it. Machine translation, about it, yeah. right? And I just look at these new tools, and it's kind of like anyone who um, says to me, and I'll um, put a bug in people's ears. Anyone who says to me, "No, students should not use these writing tools like Hemingway or Grammarly," and I'm just like, "Yeah, that's like saying students should." You know, you're the one of those people who, when dictionaries came out, you would have said you shouldn't use a dictionary, right? Yeah, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, whatever tool is going to help you and, you know, get it. In fact, interestingly enough, one of my um, seminar students who's working on her graduation thesis is her research is to look at the effect of um, machine correction feedback versus human feedback on um, writing on corrective um, uptake, hmm. right? You hmm. know, whether or not. Does it make a difference if, you know, the students get feedback from, you know, like Hemingway or Grammarly or versus um, feedback from a human being mm. and whether or not there's any uptake, whether or not they, they make the same mistakes a second time. Mm. So I think that's kind of exciting. That's that my, one of my students doing some really exciting work. But yeah, Hemingway is a fantastic tool. Great tool. Um, Grammarly is okay. Mm. But I find Hemingway is really good in terms of watching my, you know, getting rid of um, unnecessary words. Sure, sure. Cleaning up Actually, things. insight into what you're doing. It's a great thing. I really like it. Um, and before we started recording, we were talking about just basic autocorrect, right, or predictive typing mm. on iOS versus the Mac and stuff. Because, like, like, we we go from using the iPad or the phone back to the Mac. It's like, well, come on, come on, come on, finish the word for me so I can just, cause I, so I can just make the choice, right? So we really kind of miss that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, the negative side of that is I can't spell anymore. What? But you don't, again, as you just said, you don't need to. Right, I understand that, yeah. Yes, <laughs> well, I and kanji, I know. I mean, yeah. that's... Oh, for but for me, it's great. The kanji sits great to write uh, <laughs> on the computer with kanji. Well, oh, but that I mean, but you forget. So but, but whatever you've learned, you've forgotten, right? About Just like spelling and like writing kanji. It's like you forget. You become so dependent on the machine to, to yeah. finish it up for you. But there well, are that's these... pretty strong endorsement for machine assistance, right? Yes. Yeah, so if need... we become so dependent on it, that means that it must be doing a decent job. Or it's just good enough. Yeah, decent job, just good enough. But I think that what we've talked about is that there are tools for note-taking mm. that are really great. You know, the idea is get it out of your head first. Then you have to have a way of getting your notes into some kind of writing app, Correct. Mm -hmm. And that's when we said going from either drafts or bear or notes or depending on where you're going, whether you know, it's actually right. writing or and editing or still you're still creating. Is it finished right. yet or not? So right. there's stages for different kinds of work, but stages for sure. So yeah. from notes to a second stage of something, which is kind of like writing. And then the third stage is kind of polishing and layout. And then the final thing we get to is because we're talking about academics and we're trying to teach our students is citation software. 
Okay. And there's a lot out there, but um, I'm still stuck kind of in the dark ages of using, I think, Zotero, which is kind of an older form thing now. It's older, but, but it works, right? Yes. Yeah, I mean, I, I, never, I never, I never, I, I looked at it. I've never really used it. What do you use for your citation? Citation machine, a web page. Okay. All right. Or there's sites you like, right? There's a whole lot of these things out there, but the key is you got to be using one. A reference manager and something that automatically. <laughs> oh, God. It's, it's, incre- it's crazy to do it any other way. It's yes, a great well, time saver. Right. When when I demonstrate that to students, right, I say, okay, let's kind of, you know, you want to enter your citations here. And I show them like using Zotero or anything. And then you say, okay, now you need to make your bibliography or your references, right? And you just click on something and suddenly all the, the things you've cited turn into a reference. And then you just kind of say, I just saved you two weeks of work. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, yeah. But that's usually like you get, ooh, wow. Yeah, yes. And those are always eye-opener classes. The kids, really, right. they really do. So the, one, the smart ones really do appreciate it. Yeah, anyone who's going to be citing understands yeah. that. So, And you don't have to go, what's the big one that's really expensive? Um, mm. You know which one? EndNote. Yeah. yeah. Which is, But there's so many alternatives available now that it's... it's I wonder really, if they're going to survive. Hard to yeah, imagine, huh? I don't, I don't know what, what, how they're doing, but they're owned by um, one of the larger companies. They're owned by Purse Pearson or something now. Yeah, right but there. even so, I mean, a competition. It's like Adobe. It's like, okay, your days are numbered. Yeah, it's like, why would I pay for this? Unless you're in that small niche of super power users, right? Right, right, right. Right. So there's a shift. So we've really kind of covered everything. So the only other, the <laughs> well, only we other certainly thing have Ollie, <laughs> is and then you just have to print it out, <laughs> right? Which I don't even do anymore now. Oh, I I that's, that's that's why I laugh. It's like what? Well, you know, <laughs> you people say, can, "Can you print this out?" And I'm like, "Nobody says what." It's yeah, you know, like I try to explain. Yeah, I'll, I'll send you the file. Send me the file. I'll send, send it to me, file. right? I want, I want to read it. And, you know, by the way, um, there are PDF readers, for example, that are really handy on the iPad. And if you get your students to send you their homework, like their written assignments as, as PDFs, I can then do handwritten notes on the iPad. I have the iPad Pro with the pencil, the Apple Pencil. And that's a great way to give feedback to students on their writing also. So there are the tools out there. Just remember there are different stages. Spend some time working on your workflow. But I would really think, though, the most important thing, Tony, is where we started, is getting the ideas down, right? Well, that's always, that's always where you got to start. And you have to – and then that's the key. Because if you don't get them down at the beginning, then they're gone. Right, yeah. Um, so so you, the, the key, as you, as you just said, is get it down at the beginning. Get something that you can dependably, reliably – Available, availably and easily just get it down. And then for you, yourself, your own workflow, how it works for you, what your endpoint is going to be, how involved you want to get in the process. You, you want to frig with a bunch of applications. You want something dead simple. You want to just like, you know, maybe you just want to dump it all into one big Word file. That, that's fine. If that works yeah. for you, that's great. As long as it works for you and you have a way to retrieve it. And then there's the final thing I want to add to this, which is back it up. you gotta have a backup and that's everything's in the cloud now so you're reasonably safe but you still should back up yeah but just think it through and make it make 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 it something that works for you because it it, everybody's different everyone's got different beginning points endpoints different ways of working and things that you really need to spend the time and and it's worth it to sit down and work out a, a process that works for you whether it involves any of the stuff that we talked about today or not um, sitting down and reevaluating what you do, like what all your different writings, all your scribblings, all this other stuff. It's like, say, okay, from the from the beginning to the end, you're writing something down at the very beginning. Why am I writing it down? And what am I going to do with it? And how is it going to get there? Thinking it all out. And if you can create for your own self, like a uh, a procedure that like is streamlined and easy and fits for you. It, it pays off in spades. It, it, it's just, it's, it's, just, it's such a, a wonderful thing when it works, when it works. And I want to echo that and that, right, it's so well worth the time for figuring it out. But the other real valuable area is once you figure it out, you have a workflow that you can model for your students. Yeah. And because they have absolutely no idea how to do this. 
Mm. And they don't have a lot really of good point. But if you know, it's what I do is, you know, if you say, Hey, this is how I take my notes. This is the apps I use for note taking. This is then when they, I have the notes, I come back, I review, I then move them over here. I move them over here. Then they did it. If you have that and you can model that for your students, it's just beautiful. And you'll save them a lot of time because they just have no idea about workflow or no, mm. some of them have ideas about workflow, but those are the really successful students. Mm. The ones who could really benefit from this will really benefit from it. So I just wanted to add that, that the modeling aspect of it is really valuable. Mm. Okay. Anything I think else? we got it. Okay. Yep. I'm going to take We're notes good. on that. We're good. Okay. So blah, blah, blah at the end, right? <laughs> I'm Charles Wiz. Tony Silva. And we are two, two teachers, teachers talking. talking at everywhere. Okay. All right. And uh, I guess it's continuation of the summer and vacation I'm, time. Yeah. Yes. Enjoy really enjoy the, the last few weeks, and we'll be at it again soon. So sooner than meanwhile, it enjoy. Okay. You be well, Tony. See you. All right. <laughs>